We're now near the end of 2021. iOS 14.5 dropped in April. We've had it for over eight months, but 90% of mobile marketers still struggle with SK Ad Network. One of the biggest issues is making it predictive. Apparently it is possible and people are actually doing it. Question is how? To learn more, we're chatting with Aron Friedman, the CTO of Singular. Welcome, Aron. Thank you, John. Hey, always a pleasure. How critical is it? Let's start here. How critical is it for mobile marketers to get predictability? Right. So uh, definitely critical, I would say. You know, without predictability, it means that you can't really rely on the results, right? How do you know exactly what you're looking at and how much can you trust it? Uh, so we see, I see from conversation with marketers that they definitely want to make sure that the data is as predictable as possible and as accurate as possible to be able to really optimize and scale it. You are talking about investing tens of millions of dollars a month here for some people, right? I mean, and for others, it may only be hundreds of thousands of dollars, but that's a lot of money. And you want to know what am I going to get out of the end of this? Let's go back in time, maybe a year. IDFA was the way to go. How did that provide predictability? First of all, it was instant. So the moment you get an install, you know exactly where it came from, can send post that were very clear. Second of all, it's deterministic. Like literally, you get the deterministic attribution, you know exactly where this specific user comes from, right? Third, it provides you the full picture. You get the full data and you know exactly how many users came from which campaign, essentially. You can understand exactly what comes from them. You can build kind of your predicted models on top of it, and you can see your LTV and understand kind of the results coming from your campaigns. Very clear, very straightforward compared to these days, which is completely different, basically. <laughs> completely different, but here's the question. Can we make scan predictable? The answer is definitely yes. Uh, it requires work to get there, but I've definitely seen some uh, success stories with companies who were able to build predictable models based on scan. Requires work, there's multiple factors, but you can make decisions in a predictable way based on scan for sure. That's great news. And we're going to dive into exactly what you've seen there, how people have made that work. So the big question, of course, is how? How have you maybe walk through, obviously you can't tell names and specific circumstances, but walk through one scenario that you personally worked with where somebody got good predictability out of scan. Right. So you need to basically break it down to the most factors of kind of randomness and immunization that scan has. But if you build, and I've seen multiple companies building uh, models that are able to fill any missing data from scan on an aggregate level without getting to the device level specifics and can understand what are the longer cohorts from scan. This can understand some of the predicted cohorts or the predicted LTV event on top of SK Network's data. And once you get that in an accurate manner, obviously some of the devil's details, then you can understand exactly what's the results that you expect to get based on scan compared to what you invest in your campaigns. So let's look at that devil in the details. Um, what kind of details really matter here? Maybe we'll start with maybe a pretty obvious one. You've got timeframes to deal with that you didn't have with IDFA. What are you seeing work with timeframes for scan? 
Right. So there's actually multiple ways to look at time in scan because the app didn't make it easy for us. So the in-store time, for example, can change between times that some randomness scenario you don't know exactly when the install happens. Uh, but second of all, when you're looking at longer cohorts, basically, you can only send the scan post back after a very short, limited time period, right? 24 hours, maybe 48 hours or three days tops. So uh, you need to make estimations on when did the install happen. And basically at the, the, the level of kind of time numbers, you can make these estimations in a relatively accurate manner and also estimate the time differences for the longer cohorts that you have, basically understand. Based on the data that you have for kind of the first 24 hours, how can you estimate on what ha happens in the longer programs as well? So continuing to look at this devil in the details here, have you seen people make changes in how their app works, how their app functions, first open, uh, onboarding, those sorts of things to make scan better and to get predictability out of it? Right. Well, definitely, yes. We've seen that the sophisticated uh, companies are trying to build the more accurate models to understand why they're the estimated longer cohorts, trying to use as many signals as possible from the first time user experience or the first day uh, of using the app. So what they did was start to obviously add as many signals as they can for that kind of first one for us, which are really critical. And second of all, some of them have actually changed the user experience of the app to try to get additional signals later on. Like thinking about what else could you do, uh, could you offer, could you suggest, could you check to wait basically the, this first funnel, turn, try to estimate in a more accurate manner what's going to happen later on with this user. Have you seen different things in different verticals? I've got to assume that gaming is going to be super different than fintech, just how long a relationship you intend to have, how much uh, revenue or value a user slash customer can have is very different. How somebody approaches it, first use, multiple use, use over weeks and months and years is very different. What are some of the changes you've seen in different verticals? Yeah, definitely. And you covered some of the dilemmas that the game developers or the app developers have when they're trying to design these funds and come get these signals, for sure. Um, so with gaming, a lot of the conversation is like, are saying what are the specific actions or events that the user has to go through to kind of estimate a better chance for, for the game to contain him or to get like a, a revenue back, basically, either via any purchases or ads. So there's a lot of uh, focus on the specific levels or the specific events that the user does, uh, kind of in the first kind of time experience to get that information later on. Um, with non-gaming apps, like, I don't know, like subscription apps, for example, a lot of times it's very different because there's like focused on like how to, for example, how to predict that this user would actually pass your trial later on. Extremely difficult to, to understand. And again, some of the things that I've been seeing is like, trying to get more information in the first time user experience for them trying to get the user to know the user a bit better, for example, to try to suggest them a few things in kind of the first uh, experience of the service that you're getting to try to predict your chances of kind of passing the trial later on. 
And that that's kind of a trial and error thing, right? I mean, that's kind of like, we'll try this onboarding, we'll try that onboarding, we'll try get this data. It's a real game of cat and mouse. And there's real danger there also, right? Because you change your onboarding, you want more data. Well, does your conversion rate go way down, right? You know, and, but does your predictability go up? And you know, where's the trade-off between there? I can see spending some cycles here, and I don't know if that's weeks or months or quarters, trying to get this right and also always wondering is there a better way to do it yeah i completely agree with you and i think that key here is like you said like trial and error and analyzing 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 yourself right to understand what kind of saying exactly what your effects with the changes that you're making and the a b tests also on the conversion rates but also kind of the signals and the models that you're getting in which you can always improve your models uh, uh is it the case that if you have a great app and a great experience, you you can almost get away with a lot of sins <laughs> with regard to scan and still do well? Or have you seen people who, hey, I think the app is great. I think they do a great job. I like their marketing creative, but they got three or four technical things wrong and that really put a damper on their growth. Have you seen that? So I think, you know, I've seen cases in which companies are really struggling with kind of scan because they started with kind of the wrong, uh, base, right. Kind of they, they try to work with like a very complicated setup or kind of advanced setup with kind of, and without understanding kind of basis of, of things. And just like they're getting like query data and don't understand what to do with it exactly. So when trying to kind of aim for success. Like my standard recommendation, I always give everyone who kind of strong is go back to the basics, make sure that you start with the early and very basic signals of your, what's the expected ratios of these users, try to map these to scan results and see that the data makes sense. Once you have that basis, it's much easier to kind of improve later on and get to more and more sophisticated models. That's where basically I've seen success with uh, companies. The ones who start from the basics and then iterate a lot until they got to something pretty sophisticated and really allow them to scale. Everybody wants the wonderful Rube Goldberg machine. It's all working. It's amazing. It's incredible. It slices, it dices, <laughs> and it gives me the marketing data I want. But yeah, start simple, walk before you run, makes a ton of sense. What are some of the critical technical errors that you've seen people make? So you just mentioned, you know, they, they want too much. They're building something too complicated. And you don't even know if your data is accurate or good or, or predictable at that point. What are some of the core technical issues that you've seen people have? All right. So what, first of all, of course, making sure that your setup is actually right in implementation, that you actually can simulate and then as kind of clicking it, getting an insert back and like looking at your conversion patterns, making sure that the pipes will work. So that's kind of the first step. Then the second kind of technical challenge is once you started to get the data and you see that a lot of the data is missing. Atlas privacy thresholds coming up, barely getting that in a video, you try and turn your results. You see some pretty low results in the beginning because you're basically missing a lot of that. So that's kind of the next challenge that you need to understand how to monitor the privacy thresholds and how to optimize them, get as much data as possible. Then kind of you can build models on that to make sure that you can complete the picture and know exactly how many conversion values you're supposed to get. Once you get through these hoops, Basically, then you can start thinking about, okay, it's amazing longer cohorts and kind of LTV models based on the data. Once you're kind of safe that the 
three days after it, you can build so much on top of it and get even better results. Makes a lot of sense. And it's actually a good segue as well, because we have gone from a very simple reality where you pretty much got one thing IDFA and you felt like, you know, you had what you needed pretty much. Uh, you wanted in-app data, you wanted some other stuff. You could add other things to it. Absolutely. But you had pretty much what you needed to build predictive marketing models. Now we have so many different kinds of data. You've got some IDFA still, if you're asking for it, you've definitely got scan. You've got cost data, which Singular has worked on for years. You've got platform reported results. If you're into it, you've got some incrementality testing. If you're into it, you've got some media mix modeling. How does a growth team work in this environment? How do you make sense of it all? <laughs> yes, yeah, <so> that was work. <laughs> that was a good reaction yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely a lot of data out there. Um, yeah, how do we even start, basically? So I think, uh, you know, you mentioned another keys here. Uh, I would uh, try to, uh, when I try to break it down, I would split between there's more of the operational kind of direct performance data that you can work with, and there's the more strategic high-level kind of performance results to uh, can work. So kind of on that operational direct performance, you want to rely on some IDFA data that you can get, probably more for sampling and such, not for like running your campaigns at scale. Scan for sure, you have to work with it because you want to optimize campaigns on uh, all the sands out there and all the patterns that uh, work with scan. Uh, obviously, you need to work with kind of cost data and kind of make sure that you look at your organic traffic as well. And so basically, all of these are operational data sets that you actually have to work with them and have to work with them combined. Ideally, when you're seeing a campaign, you need to see exactly what are their scan results, how many idea phase and opt-in you're getting from, what are the users that you can kind of estimate are coming from them. And all of that is for your day-to-day -day operational campaign implementation. Then on top of that, if you have the resources to invest there, then definitely there's more you can do on incrementality testing and media mix modeling. That's more in the high level strategic basis. How do you want to split your budget between channels? What's that overall blended effect of, of campaigns and channels on your traffic? So those are additional things that you can definitely test to understand where to go from kind of on a monthly or quarterly basis. Um, so I would say start small and then kind of add layers uh, on top of that to understand your overall strategy. I think you already answered this, but I'll ask the question just to confirm, you know, what do you focus on? Like if, if you don't have all the resources in the world, I'm guessing you're going to say, hey, focus on the operational stuff. Definitely because that's the easier part to start with, I would say while the strategic stuff usually requires more resources, right? So I would say, and the operation stuff also is required to run campaigns effectively with the platform. You must figure that one out, right? So start there, optimize, and definitely then you can add some narratives to talk. So if you were going to, you had the data science team and you were going to add some bits and pieces and components to that operational layer, what would you start with? First of all, I would start with just making sure your data is accurate and can be relied upon. And especially around scan, that's not an easy feat. You need to make sure that you get all the scan data, all the cost data, combine this together. You need to fill up all the missing gaps, like dealing with the privacy thresholds. That's already some data science work that you need to deal with, making sure that you can trust it and you can rely on top of that. And then you can, once you see your actual performance, then you can try to estimate kind of the predictive performance later on and understand how you can kind of look at longer 
her cohorts based on the data that would be kind of the next uh, big project of the data science. And once you have that, basically, you have kind of a really sophisticated model that you can basically optimize constantly your, your campaigns on top of scan. That that's, would be kind of the goal. Let's end here. Um, I would love to know if you could estimate the predictive efficiency of SCAD network. So let's just randomly assign IDFA was 10. Um, on a scale of one to 10, you know, where is scan is, is, is it a five? Is it a two? Is it potentially a 10? Is it a 15? Um, <laughs> you know, go break the scale. Um, where, where would you put it? Yeah. So it's hard to give a specific number because it really depends, right? It depends on how you're actually leveraging scan. I would say that by default, if you're just trying to run your campaign and like hope for the best, then definitely I wouldn't give it a high score to start. Because it's a very limited framework and you're getting tons of missing data and tons of issues. And I've seen cases of, of, of companies who kind of start looking at the data and kind of give up and like feel they can't work. But you know, when I work with the more sophisticated companies who really made the effort to try to figure it out, I've seen kind of this number, this score of like uh, scan increasing further and further until again, we see cases in which companies are saying. We got to the same level of scale that we had with IDFA, happy about the about the performance and happy about the data get. Uh, so it did require some iteration and kind of work to get there. And I would say that you can definitely get to the comparable level of what you used to have. Wow. So basically you can get to a 10. It requires some work, but basically you can get to where you needed to be. Iran, thank you so much for your time. Do appreciate it. Sure, yeah. Thank you for uh, having me again, Josh. Thank you.